Technically Iowa is a Technology Association of Iowa podcast, highlighting innovators and tech leaders throughout the state. The Technology Association of Iowa is a statewide member-based organization uniting Iowa's technology community by connecting leaders, developing talent, driving public policy, and fostering diversity and inclusion. The Technology Association of Iowa believes every Iowa company is a technology company. Visit technologyiowa.org to learn more and get involved. My name is Cassandra Kotek, and I will be your host for today's show. With us today, talking about the Iowa Economic Development Authority Manufacturing Program Incentive is Director Debbie Durham of the Iowa Economic Development Authority and Iowa Finance Authority, and Jill Lippincott, Innovation and Apprenticeship Team Lead at the Iowa Economic Development Authority. Thanks for being here today. Well, thank you, Cassandra, for inviting us. Thank you. Certainly. So let's start with what was the catalyst for researching and creating the manufacturing report? Well, if you think about Iowa, Iowa is kind of divided into three main vertical trade clusters. And the largest part of our gross state product is actually manufacturing. It contributes about $30 billion annually, 17% of our state's gross product. It, it basically employs 15% of the state's workforce. And it's everything from food products to pharmaceuticals to aerospace, electronics, and construction machinery. And, if, and it's always been a priority for us to continue to look and see what's happening, what kind of dynamic market trends are happening within that space. So back in even 2017, Governor Branstad at the time kicked off the year of manufacturing. And what that really entailed was us to really get out, not just us at the state level, but our partners in the field at the community level, to get into manufacturers to find out what's happening. And that was really overlaid with what was happening nationally and internationally, as economists were calling this the fourth industrial revolution of what was happening in manufacturing. And it is really all about automation and artificial intelligence and the internet of things and even the way we train through augmented reality. And so Iowa, you know, once we pay attention to our backyard, we always are looking at what we're very future facing, what are the trends and then how do we have to navigate, Cassandra, going forward to make sure that we maintain our strength within that traded cluster. So when we prioritize manufacturing in Iowa, how have you seen the rest of the economy flourish because of that prioritization? Yeah, so I'm going to I'm going to really take you back uh, to 2019. I mean, manufacturing was very soft in 2019, so we were beginning to really drill down on why was that. So that's why we went back out to work with our friends at Tecotomy that used to be Battelle to kind of get a, what is happening out there. But then towards the end of 2019, and a lot of that had to do with forces beyond our control. So it was trade agreements. If you remember that, you know, Trump kind of went at this in a bilateral way, right, and rather than doing these large trade agreements that, that included multiple countries. But once those were finally signed, you know, you, we were really starting to see some real strong growth potential with 2020. Well, then, of course, COVID hit, right? And so we were in the process of launching this Manufacturing 4.0 at that point in time. And uh, we paused it briefly, like we paused everything as, you know, people weren't leaving their basements, but then we quickly picked it back up. And so basically the reason why it's so important that, again, we pay a close attention to this space is because the, the robustness of the supply chain. 
and it is huge for Iowa. So those are the things that we worked on during the global pandemic and really made sure that, and I think it's also important to realize, and I would give credit here, that Iowa was looked upon as the most resilient state in the nation going into COVID and the quickest to recover coming out. And I think that had everything to do with Governor Reynolds' leadership during all of that and the groundwork that we had prepared in supporting our traded clusters going in. I'm not going to take anything away from that work, but she made a decision very, very early on and to not close down these traded clusters, these core industries being manufacturing. And that made all the difference. And all you have to do is look at states that didn't take that same leadership role or take that same position of where they are today trying to rebuild their economy. And ours, quite frankly, is just now the most dynamic economy that I've seen since my tenure here. Uh, And that's been a long time, Cassandra. I've been here since 2011. Yeah. And we have states calling us saying, you know, how did you get in front of this manufacturing work with Industry 4.0? Because they're now looking at it, wishing they were where we are now. And it's because we had started earlier and, and gotten ahead of it. That's exactly right, Jill. So looping a little bit back to the Advanced Manufacturing Work Group, can you tell us what that work group is and their efforts within the manufacturing plan? Absolutely. This is a critical, I mean, this group, (laughs) it was critical to the work because they are an extension of our Iowa Innovation Council, which is really our, our think tank of Iowa leaders, business leaders that come together and really just kind of scan the landscape. As Debbie said, always continually looking at our traded clusters and what are the things that are coming next that we need to prepare Mm -hmm. for and be ready for and again, be out in front of. So the Advanced Manufacturing Work Group is an extension of of that council. They were in the work. They were a part of our focus groups. They were a part of having conversations with other manufacturers, working with Techonomy and really giving them the feedback of what was happening in our manufacturing space and on all sides from our large side manufacturers, uh, as well as our very small, smaller rural manufacturers, because as we found, that's where a majority of our manufacturers are in Iowa. So we made sure to have everybody at the table as a part of that conversation when kicking this off. And they really kind of led the direction of it. It was an industry-led initiative from the start. So you mentioned manufacturers all across the state, rural and urban areas, with more than 4,100 manufacturing establishments across the state. How do the IEDA and IFA support manufacturers in Iowa? Well, this was what was so exciting about this this whole process was was first recognizing what was happening in manufacturing and then recognizing the needs and the space that we could fill as a state and, and come in to support our manufacturers. So the first thing we recognize is that we needed a singular resource for all of our manufacturers to be able to turn to. And out of this uh, effort, we created iowamfg.com. And that is our one-stop shop for everything related to our manufacturing plan. And it is continuing to develop as well. So, you know, we launched that with information about the plan, information about the resources that you can find in Iowa to support manufacturing. And then as our grant program launched last fall, we were able to add that there where our manufacturers can go and find out how to apply for a grant, learn how to connect with Cirrus, which had been our partner in in doing some of the Industry 4.0 evaluations with our manufacturers to help them understand what their own needs were, because we heard from a lot of manufacturers that they just didn't even know where to start with all of this. And then as we continue to uh, develop more pieces to this, I mean, we were, we were just talking the other day, we're just getting started, right. really. So you'll see more added there, including the Iowa Manufacturer Supplier Connection Portal 
later this year, where we will be, it's a database of manufacturers that we'll be able to connect with each other, post RFQs and see what the needs of other manufacturers are and respond and provide greater connection to our, to Iowa's supply chain. And will that portal be available through iowamfg.com? Correct. It will be accessible on that site and then it will take you right into the portal where you can create an account and log in and engage. Wonderful. So you mentioned there were a variety of manufacturing companies within that work group that we discussed previously. Can you give an example of what manufacturers in Iowa are advocates for this plan? Well, I think uh, you'd be hard-pressed to find (laughs) manufacturers who aren't advocates for this plan. Of course, we have some robust, larger uh, manufacturing companies in the industry here in Iowa. Obviously, are John Deere and and Collins, Tyson and Pella were at the table with us all along. They were a part of our Advanced Manufacturing Work Group and our Iowa Innovation Council. And they had already started a lot of the work with Industry 4.0. So that was not new to them, but they were also concerned about how we continue to strengthen their supply chain. Because as one of the leaders said to us, we're only as strong as our supply chain. So if our supply chain isn't adapting and evolving, we can't grow. And so while they may already be down the path of Industry 4.0, we knew that their investment and their support for this was crucial because that was what was also going to bring some of our smaller to medium-sized manufacturers to the table. At the end of the day, that's really where the focus was. But yeah, we have all sizes engaged. So how does the plan relate and support small and mid-sized companies? What was sort of the foundation that these larger manufacturing companies and small and mid-size could relate to and agree upon? Well, I think there was a gentleman that served on our leadership council from John Deere, and I think he said it best, we can only grow and adapt as quickly as our suppliers do. So they learned really early on, as all of our OEM has said, that in order for them to continue to innovate, because they're well down this path of Industry 4.0, that's not who we're trying to serve here. It really is those small suppliers that need to grow alongside them in those targeted areas. So the very first thing we did is we passed legislation that was passed unanimously on both sides of the aisle, like most of all of our economic development proposals are. We, we allocated $2 million of our existing high quality jobs program, basically for our existing incentive fund. We carved out $2 million and we targeted those that are Iowa-based that have 75 or less employees. And it was basically twofold. You could use part of the money for basically software development to run an industry 4.0, and then the other part you can use for actually capital investment machinery. The other thing that was very important important to us that this is not a deferred maintenance plan of people that were just doing deferred maintenance. This really is embracing Industry 4.0 and beginning the journey. And so that's why we partners, Jill already said, with Cirrus to do an assessment for these small grants. So they tell us whether they're ready or not. And then we actually make their grants contingent upon what that, that assessment said. So we thought that was very, very important. The other thing then, Governor Reynolds really saw the demand of this was so great. And it was very clear that we have already basically yeah. utilized all that $2 million and a little plus that there needed to be more money. And so she right-sized it, used some of the ARP dollars that she has access to that came to the state, put another $5 million in for the small employer. So we're now at a $7 million fund. And then, of course, we also then opened it up for larger ones with, she gave $25 million. So she put in $30 million of ARP funding to really help this, which we think is 
critical. So this is why this is so important for us to do this. And, and again, it props up our OEM. Let me also tell you something else that's happening that's so dynamic. Like our portfolio today on lead activity, we're having a hard time keeping up. A lot of it is these capital investments, 4.0 industry investments, industries making, but it's also shoring up supply chain. So we're also seeing companies saying we need to come back to America. Another lesson we learned during COVID, right? That we really sent too much overseas that really, really compromised our economy. And the other thing we're seeing, OEMs are actually reaching out to some of these small manufacturers and saying, we know you make this product, but how quickly could you make diversify your product line and make this product for us in a supply chain? So that also is really exciting to see. And it really goes back to this, having this format, as Jill talked about, through these working groups Mm -hmm. and the portal, that we're bringing these industries together. And so those conversations are happening. So talking a little bit more about those different industries, Iowa leads in ag and construction equipment, food and ingredients, renewable energy, and transportation. Can you speak to these industries' strengths as well in our state? Well, certainly. I mean, a large part of our manufacturing is actually food manufacturing and food and ingredients. But also, you know, and it is also listed as manufacturing of what's happening on the bio fronts. And as you're looking at these bio-based chemicals being built, as you're looking at more and more companies that are meeting these very, very aggressive carbon neutral goals, some by 2030, some by 2050. And in order to do that, you know, we have to really look at transitioning our economy from a petroleum base, which is in everything, to a bio base. And we can do that by harvesting chemicals from our fuel stream. And Iowa's already been leaning on that, Cassandra. I mean, we were we were the first state in the nation. I think Nebraska has since, you know, copied us, but we are <laughs> the first state in the greatest form of compliment. Yes, yes. But uh, we are the first state in the nation that led on having a production chemical, bio-based chemical production tax credit. The other thing is, and even in construction, you know, I don't know if you've followed, but, and this was under Jill's area as well, through the infrastructure fund, that we're doing a partnership with 3D printed homes with Iowa State University, right? Not that 3D printed homes are new, but we want to do it as a build a whole ecosystem here from training and everything else. Why don't you add upon that? Well, and developing it out, I think, is um, part of the work that had been missing. The the 3D printed homes is nouveau, and we're seeing that come come up, but there's also uh, the training that is involved, understanding of the codes and the background and policy that goes into that also needed to come along with it. And so that project was meant to be from top to bottom, an entire, as Debbie said, ecosystem builder to create this industry here in Iowa and and for us all to learn from it and benefit from it. Yeah, because you think we need 61,000 new housing units by the year 2030, which, you know, as fast as time goes by at my age, you know, that's tomorrow. (laughs) And and so, you know, you can rent homes in days, right? Now you have to put them together, but they're plug a little bit of plug and play. You have to put them together, but it is the way of the future. But it's industry 4.0 mm-hmm. technology that we're talking about in manufacturing that we can see in every segment of our economy. And again, I can't think there's not another state that's leading this initiative the way Iowa is. So what can Iowa do to continue to improve its manufacturing productivity in relation to technology? Well, I think, you know, the the technology and the innovations are exciting to see, of course, and those are going to continue to evolve. But as we bring those along, just like with the 3D printed home mm-hmm. technology, we also have to have the workforce to support them. And so I think one of the biggest things is also making sure that we are continuing to develop and create curriculum and 
various options for upskilling so that our state's workforce can begin to learn how to to utilize, to work these technologies and be available to the companies that are embracing them. Because it's not just, you know, you can put this technology on your plant facility. You do have to have somebody who can maintain it or read the data that it's putting out and then be able to tell you what that means and what you should do with it. So I think the technology side of all of the industry 4.0, whether it's equipment or whether it's internet of things or cybersecurity is going to be a whole new area that we are just starting to work with, with Mm -hmm. our community colleges and various partners to begin to know how we can build programs that we can funnel people into to support this workforce of the future. And don't forget the backbone of all of this, right? So I, I once again give Governor Reynolds and our legislature credit. You know, they've invested over $300 million, not only state funds, but ARP funds in broadband deployment. Yeah, yeah. Because again, a lot of these small manufacturers that are in rural Iowa, and so they need to be able to move. These are tech floors anymore that have to be able to move this big data across the globe. And so, and that also props up other industry sectors for us. Precision agriculture, which is another big vertical space for us to be playing in. So again, once again, leadership step to the table to say, this is what we need to run a 4.0 economy. And we're dealing with it, whether it's on the regulatory side, the training side, as Jill said, or just simply the infrastructure and that backbone of making sure that we have speeds of at least 100 up and 100 down across our state. So let's talk future of Iowa, future of manufacturing, future of our state's economy, the nation's economy, what can Iowa do and what should Iowa be doing to continue to be the leader in the manufacturing industry here in Iowa for the next 5, 10, 15 years? Well, I'd simply continue to do what we're already doing. So that means staying in touch with industry, as Jill said, and not to underscore this, that that industry led this initiative, right? It wasn't a bunch of, you know, government officials saying, we're this is what we're going to do. This was a, a this was a, you know, a ground up kind of swell to mm-hmm. say, here's what we need to do to make sure we have all the, the tactics in place to make sure we secure our position, but quite frankly, grow our position. And, and other people are t- starting to take notice. Yeah. Plus, again, these are extremely good paying jobs. I mean, this is a wealth creating traded cluster for us. So it is a top priority that we continue to do the policy changes and being in touch with them again and being responsive to this ecosystem. Yeah, I see our manufacturing sector being highly connected, not just digitally, but connected to each other from a supply chain standpoint, aware of the opportunities that are out there. And uh, through the supplier connection portal, aware that, you know, somebody is looking for a specific type of need. And that may not be what a manufacturer down the street currently does, but can do and utilize technology to evolve and to connect our manufacturers here in Iowa more strongly together. I think the automation, of course, is going to be uh, something that will we'll see increased productivity. We've already started hearing from folks who are now uh, implementing their new Industry 4.0 equipment thanks to the grant program, yes. and they are just blown away by the productivity increases. But I also think that also comes with, again, that workforce need, a highly skilled workforce to support that, and that, so that benefits Iowa's economy overall as well. Yeah, and I will also pick up on the productivity. I mean, they can economists estimate that, you know, this industrial 4.0 initiative can raise productivity as high as 25%. I've never seen that in my lifetime, quite frankly. And we are seeing it. I think that that is certainly doable. And I think in some cases, in some of these smaller manufacturers, you'll see in productivity increases may well exceed that 25%. Wow, we are just 
so excited. And I speak for manufacturers, technology professionals in Iowa and across the nation. Thank you to the Iowa Economic Development Authority, the Iowa Finance Authority, and everything you do for the state of Iowa. For those listening, be sure to check out iowamfg.com. Learn more. These resources are available to you and to those looking to improve the state of Iowa. Thank you, Jill. Thank you, Debbie, so much for your time, for sharing your expertise with us. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Technically Iowa is powered by the Iowa Economic Development Authority, dedicated to helping Iowa manufacturers remain globally competitive. Learn more at iowamfg.com.